Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the PokeCast, where I, Eric, and Dan travel across the region of Kanto, which is where we are right now, to follow the journey of Ash Ketchum, the simultaneously best and worst Pokemon trainer of all time. I mean, sometimes I, he's really good, other times he's... yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. Uh, I feel like he... Like, I, I, I said it before... He's a better search and rescue person than he is a trainer, like a battler. Well, speaking of search and rescue, Dan, please tell everybody what we are going to talk about on today's episode. Well, first up, it's Island of the Giant Pokemon! Oh my god. So, if you arrived on an island with a giant-ass Pikachu, yeah. how would you react uh, frightened. Very, <laughs> very frightened. I'll be all like, damn, that's one big Pikachu. I would hide inside a phone booth. Yeah, what a great plan, by the way. <laughs> plan that almost got them killed. And this doesn't make any sense, because where is the wire they're pulling going? I know. <laughs> Apparently it's, it's just not... piling up with them inside the... Apparently it's not even an island. So, or it, they, so, there's just a resort on the other part of the we island. We left our heroes the last episode and our villains. Um, we They had a Gyarados issue, and it used its dragon rage, and it made a big funnel, cloud, funnel of water, and it sent them into oblivion. So they died. I mean, could be. I mean, that would make sense, because this episode's a total mindfuck. Nah, they just wake up on the beach. Welcome to the series of fillers that is the Pokemon universe. <laughs> well, you guys were complaining the story was moving too fast, so let's... It was moving a little too fast at one point, but... <laughs> Which is great. Like, whoa, 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 slow down. And then all of a sudden, like, okay, not this, not this slow. Which is great because there's like, there's like what? There's eight gyms, and when the series first came to its... I think they did like 50-something episodes, and then they did an additional 12, and then the series went on hiatus again, and we were only, Ash still only has six badges at that point. So don't worry. <laughs> There's way more filler coming. <laughs> A lot more filler coming as Ash's journey significantly slows down. So yeah, but, so uh, our three heroes wake up on a beach. Yeah. And they're like, where the, where the heck are we? And then Ash reaches down, and he only has two of his Pokeballs, and he can't find Pikachu either. Yep. <laughs> Can I tell you how much I related to a certain Pokemon in these episodes? <laughs> At least in this particular episode. Well, are you Ekans and coughing and just depressed? No. First <laughs> off, Ekans and coughing are fucking chill as fuck. Fuck. Oh, I dude, they have the Ekans. best moment, uh, by the way, when that comes up. But anyway, we're still with the heroes at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Jesse and James did not get to just have a nice nap in the sand. They are face down in the sand. And a Krabby comes up and pinches them both. <laughs> well, first he tries the tap method. Then he goes for the claw grip, and then it runs away. It's one of the one of those he 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 runs away and hides, and they realize they don't have their Pokemon either. And Meowth is missing as well. 
And now we will not see any humans for the next 15 minutes. <laughs> Apparently, you know what? I was I was okay with it. No, this episode's are great because now it's all the Pokemon realizing that they're alone and we now have it's so important and such a part of the episode we actually have subtitles for what the Pokemon are saying because otherwise this would be a really screwed up episode. <laughs> Well, here's this. What I like about this episode is that we get a subplot and we get to actually realize that some of these Pokemon have individual personalities, and it makes it makes a lot of sense when you consider their their backstories and everything. Yeah, Squirrel's straight gangster, dude. Yeah, Char- yeah. Charmander's actually sympathetic, and Bulbasaur's kind of a hard ass. And that uh, actually Bulbasaur is like the emo of the group if you really look at it. Yeah, he's the goth person of the group but isn't that also exactly what their their origin stories tell us about them yeah in this yeah in this show yes bulbasaur <laughs> yeah bulbasaur. Nah, he just abandoned us bulbasaur <laughs> yeah, was a buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah bulbasaur t- took care of other pokemon charmander was abandoned and squirtle was a gang leader yeah so anyway po- pikachu wakes up by himself and he sees other pokeballs and he's like Wait, those are Ash's Pokeballs. Everybody get out now! Yep. I'm like, yeah, I've been better, but here we are. So, of course, they're like, so what happened? And Bulbasaur just like, Ash abandoned us. <laughs> it's fucking great, dude. And you realize You're that just... <laughs> Pikachu and Charmander are the only ones that have some sense and compassion to them. Which is even funnier because when Charmander evolves later in the ep- later in the series and becomes Charizard, freaking Charizard is the biggest dick to Ash. Because <laughs> well, Ash... yeah, but they they <laughs> Ash doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, and Charizard realized it. Yeah, that's well, true. Charizard got too far ahead of him, right? <laughs> and now he didn't have enough badges. To didn't have enough him. badges. Yeah. <laughs> I also get a kick out of. Uh, and we we kind of glossed over this, but when when Jesse and James freak out about their Pokemon, we learn that apparently Ekans was a birthday gift and Coughing was a Christmas gift. Yeah, I wonder who gave it. Was it Giovanni that gave it to them? <laughs> Maybe we don't know. So the so best they're just gonna walk through trying to find Ash, Misty, and Brock, and of course they're all yelling their names. But of course, all you hear is Pika Pika Charmander. Which is, it was so great, man. Pay attention to so something, great. though. When Pikachu says Pika P, that actually translates to Ash. Notice that. Pika P. And also, uh, I forget what it is. PPP is Togepi. Pay attention to that when Togepi comes around. Because that actually is pretty funny to, to hear. You can kind of almost translate Pikachu at that point. Squirtle, squirt. Squirtle's just, Squirtle's, the, Squirtle's the best. Squirtle's my favorite part of this episode. Because Squirtle was just yeah. Because Bulbasaur's just Bulbasaur's just got the, the the hair over the one eye, being like, "Well, maybe they abandoned us." <laughs> <laughs> and, and Squirtle's like, "Maybe they were eaten by wild Pokemon." He does like the the chomping motion. Yeah. <laughs> but they're all oh. get, so they start all getting upset, and then he's like, Pikachu's like, "No, Ash would not abandon us. We have to find him." And then Meowth is the, like, they're alone? What's ironic about this is that the three most loyal Pokemon 
is Pikachu, Ekans, and fucking uh, coughing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, Meowth wakes up with Ekans and coughing, and the good Pokemon start showing up, and Meowth is like, let's go get them, and they won't do it. Yeah, and he asked no. him, "What's going on with you guys?" And he was like, we, "You're not in the mat. You're not our master. We only obey master, only master." And then they have like the, <laughs> the pretty much like the heart bubble. <laughs> you not like, master, on, guys. We're bad guys. And then the greatest reveal in Pokemon history: there are no bad Pokemon. If Pokemon do bad things, it's because their master is bad. Yep. And yeah. who was Meowth's master? Giovanni. That explains why he acts the way he does. Yeah, but later he makes the he makes the realization that like he's acting on his own accord. Oh yeah, but he's just like, but I don't understand. The best part is they all they're all bo- basically bonding together, eating, and Meowth is tied to a tree. Yo, this is where Squirtle was literally gangster. It's it's just like, come on, don't I get some food? He's like, are you going to apologize? Never. Then you're not getting food. Yeah, and he eats right (laughs) in front of him, too. (laughs) He's like, well, fuck you. (laughs) Oh, man. Ah, that's such a great freaking freaking part, too. (laughs) And then, of course, freaking Bulbasaur. Maybe you got abandoned just like we did. And then the Ekans and Coughing start having a panic attack over that. Because now they think they've been abandoned. That's <laughs> like Pikachu as I'm straight again. No, nobody's doing this. And then here comes a giant ass Rhydon. And I mean a big Rhydon. Yeah, and... A couple of these giant Pokemon we see are already fairly large Pokemon normally. but But these are like ridiculously huge (laughs) so Rhydon scares them off and of course leave it to Pikachu to be the one that actually unties Meowth so he can escape and he's like "Eh." oh my goodness we missed one of the important parts when they first when they first come together they ask a slowpoke for directions oh yeah and he just he just ignores them and puts his fish his uh, tail in the water to go fishing Stupid slowpoke. Can you tell us where we are? Uh, no. <laughs> no. No, but I want my tail. My tail. And, then, my and then meanwhile, Ash, Misty, and Brock are being attacked by a Zapdos, and Jesse and James are being attacked by a Moltres. Which is kind of funny, because, late, I mean, I don't want to... You know what? Fuck it. It's, it's going to be spoiled. But, like, it, the robots, right? They're <laughs> giant robots of these Pokemon. And... Nobody's seen a Zapdos because it's a legendary bird. So how the fuck well, is that they, Zapdos? They know of them. They they've been ru- a lot of these Pokemon are rumored that they're supposed to be one of a kind, etc. But they're actually in later episodes. It's revealed because there is a trainer who has an Articuno and has a freaking Regice, which means there is definitely more than one of them. They're just extremely rare. So there's probably at least drawings of them, and somebody was like, well, if you want to see a Zapdos in a Moltres, come to this place. And they just made the robots. Do the do the water tour that goes past the giant... <laughs> yeah, exactly. So everybody... Oh, and yeah. then the Pokemon are resting for the night. 
And of okay, course. Okay, so so okay, so we do the who's that Pokemon? Okay, so who is that Pokemon? Well, it's Slowbro because I saw the uh, I saw. It's Slowbro, which we haven't seen yet. <laughs> yeah, we, we come back and it's all the Pokemon are like eating at some place, at some like restaurant with a Slowpoke doing it, and then they just they wake up in a pile together. Like, was that some kind of hallucination about their little restaurant in the middle of the woods, or? I'd like to think that there's some sort of like wild Pokemon society and they just stumbled upon this ramen shop that's <laughs> run by Pokemon. So for and then my... afterwards they crash somewhere. <laughs> so my understanding is that there are um there are scenes. Oh yeah, when so the the Pokemon were not uh they didn't translate any of the any of the detail from the the Pokemon in that scene. They're just all kind of doing their thing. But in the original Japanese version, there are subtitles. And it's literally them going Pikachu trying to calm down Ekans and Coughing who are crying that they've been abandoned. And Bulbasaur is arguing with Squirtle because Squirtle's being an asshole. And that's basically how it is. Meanwhile, they're getting at a small all-you-can-eat. <laughs> it was really weird. And then all of a sudden, they wake up all piled on top of each other. And you're just like, what was that last scene? But you know what? I feel like their sub-story was better than the overall arcing story. It was. Well, well, the overall arcing story is, we've got to find our Pokemon. Now we're being attacked. They actually have a bonding moment. So. Yeah. Well, so, now Team Rocket, find a phone booth. Oh, uh, yeah. First, they, they they find the phone booth initially, but they can't actually, uh, yeah, they don't have they don't any have money. Any so this time, they're just like, well, screw it. We can always call one number for free. So they collect call their boss. And he is understandably pissed off about this. Okay, yeah, so he's like, do you have any idea how early it is? Well, early enough to put your full suit on, dude. And then they go, okay, wait a second, we have to do the spiel first, and then he's just like, do not call me again. (laughs) Yeah, don't ever call me again, you idiots. And hangs up on them. Which, you know what? I'm gonna just go ahead and say that, uh, yeah, I'm gonna take Giovanni's (laughs) side on that one. (laughs) Yeah. Because if you collect called me just to waste my time, I'd probably hang up on your ass, too. You just reverse the charges on this call for you to give me my own spiel. You I don't even think that's their own spiel. That's something that they made up on their own. Yeah. Don't ever call me again. <laughs> just like, okay, so now what do we do? Well, I've got a great idea. Let's just pull this entire phone booth all the way to the phone company. Okay, good luck with that. Let me know how that turns yeah, out. Do. Look, that's not how phones work. No, but this is Jesse and James. Yeah. Do do they know how anything works? No. I, I mean they're no. they're literally chasing a Pikachu because it kicked their ass so many times that they're convinced it has to be rare. <laughs> because they we couldn't possibly have lost that many times. That has to be oh, a special yeah. Pikachu. And then they see the Pikachu coming. And it That's... realizes it's not that Pikachu. It's massive. 
That's the best part, too. Yeah. They run out with the cord. They're like, we got you, Pikachu. Oh. <laughs> so they decide they're going to pull the cord, but stay inside the phone booth so they don't get attacked by the giant Pokemon. <laughs> Which, of course, would have killed them if they had stayed inside that phone booth to go after the Pikachu. Because it doesn't even pay attention to where it's going and just steps on it. Yeah. So it seems like, okay, so the, the end result is these are all giant animatronics for, like, a thing. So they're just walking around. They have, like, a preset path they go, and they just randomly, like, display their powers. At, do they, though? At do they parts. have a preset? Because it's pretty odd that they were just like, oh, there's a living thing. Let me fucking chase it. I feel like that's what they're programmed to do. Yeah. Who knows why, but it, it's clear as day. Well, I have, a, I, I have a kick to this when we get to the end, but, uh, so Ash and his friends are getting attacked by a Charizard, which is huge. (laughs) And then the Pokemon find a Blastoise and they're like, Squirtle, go talk to that. You guys are related. And he's like, yo, brother. He's like, uh, nice weather we're having. And then it friggin' turns on them. Shoots (laughs) the water around. And then they just, they run right into... (laughs) They run into a Venusaur. Venusaur. Like, Bulbasaur, talk to it. He's like, nope. This is my favorite fucking part. Why I related to Bulbasaur so bad. He's just like, I don't have family. I'm an orphan. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I love this Pokemon. And Squirtle, uh, Squirtle calls him a coward. Yeah. <laughs> so Team Rocket, on the other hand, is being chased by a giant Kabutops. And they hop into a minecart. They're like, let's get away. They punch it and they start going immediately in the opposite direction towards it. Yeah, But because they still have the phone cable for some reason, because they're still carrying it, they trip it up, and then they trip up the giant Pikachu after Ash and his friends run into it. And then, of course, they fall right into the cart with Team Rocket. And then my favorite part, ah, we got you now, hand over Pikachu, and then they turn around and see the giant one. <laughs> no, not that Pikachu! And then they finally see all of their Pokemon being chased by a horde of the giants. And they're like, what are we going to do? Stop this car. And James is just like, well, we can't do that because I broke the brake. <laughs> well, that's great. And then and- Ash being Ash, he just has he just had to say, oh, give me a break. Give me and a now break. there's a loop-de-loop in the middle of a minecart yes. track. Uh, a minecart well, track. Uh, you know what? Now knowing what we know, it probably could have been a roller coaster. Possibly, but <laughs> that's also really dangerous to have a roller coaster without shoulder restraints or any right kind of restraints, for that matter. Or personal controls where you can control it yourself. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and then, of course, the best part is everybody's freaking out, but Jesse's really freaking out because she doesn't like roller coasters. So she screeches the entire way through it. But thanks to the loop-de-loop, it lets the other Pokemon catch up, and then they're all able to just do the big leap of faith. Yep. And just like, oh, everybody is reunited. And they're like, but what about Meowth? And he's just hanging on the outside of the cart. <laughs> he catapulted. So, of course, he has to get in a nice little... 
nice little gig there. And then they've tripped up literally everything at this point. And they're like, so what do we do now? Well, our string of luck hasn't been so good. So what I would predict is the cable will snap. And then it does. Snap. And then you know what will probably happen is we'll be hurled into the air. <laughs> and then that happens. And then I think we're going to crash in the water. <laughs> and that, that, that happens too. They also crash wow. into the Zapdos and reveal that it's mechanical. Yeah. So, of course, here comes the boat with all the tourists on it. And they're like, welcome to Pokemon Land. We have a whole exhibit of giant Pokemon. But don't worry, they won't hurt you. And I'm just like, that is a bold-faced lie because they were pulling some <laughs> Jurassic Park BS a minute ago. Yeah, on these well, other it's okay because they're all just one big pile of parts now. <laughs> That's the best part, too, is that... They're just like, oh, they, I think they're out of order. The phone call at the end when they call Giovanni back and be like, your park is completely destroyed. Ugh, I spent millions on that place. <laughs> oh, man. But fortunately, they wind up in the beach resort called Porta Vista. And it's like, yeah, let's go swimming. It's just like you guys literally just washed up on the beach. But now you're all excited to see the beach. And they're excited to see the beach because there's actual people there. Yeah, because they're alive and they're no longer lost. Yeah. And they have all their Pokemon. So that makes sense. And then the best part of the episode is the ending. Ah, Slowpoke, Slowpoke, Slowpoke. So and he finally moves. gets up and starts moving. And his tail won't come out. And then his tail finally comes out. And there's a shell-based creature attached to it. He looks directly to camera and says, Slowbro. Ah, <laughs> Slowbro. You know, that's actually another Pokemon, too. Uh, Shelder. It's like a Sheldon. Shelder. There we go. Yeah. So it's funny because uh, if you look at that Pokemon, it, it's basically a mindless Pokemon. And then Shelder will eventually jump on its head, but Slowpoke still has control. When he's like Shell King or whatever, or Slowbro, Slow King. But the Alolan version, <laughs> um, the Alolan version, it's the same thing except the sh- the the Shell Pokemon. I can't remember his name already. I already fucking forgot. Shelder, 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 Shelder Cooper. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Has control of Slowpoke. So the Alolan version, Slowpoke, are. The normal version in control. The Alolan version, Shelter's in control. So what it basically boils... Dude, that's some... That's a mind... That's a... Yeah, that's a mind F. Yikes. Alright. So... We really don't see any new Pokemon in this episode because a bunch of them are giant robots except for Slowpoke evolving into Slowbro. Quote-unquote evolving into Slowbro. Yeah, that's... Well, it's funny because in Pokemon lore, a Shelder attaches to a Slowpoke. They trans... It, tra- it evolves into a Slowbro. Shelder completely changes its design, and that's considered canon. But that doesn't happen in the game. It just evolves. So I don't understand how There's they a do these things. Slowbro where he's wearing it like it's, his, like it's Mega Man's canon. Yeah, that's true. That's the Galarian Slowbro. He looks like he's got <laughs> like it's Mega Man's cannon. So apparently, in future episodes, 
there are <laughs> Pokemon who disprove Ekans' theory. Oh, uh, there's actually bad Pokemon? There's actually bad Pokemon. There is. It's Meowth. He's right there. Well, I wasn't going to take Ekans' word as gospel, so... No. No, I wouldn't. And of course, the, the birthday and Christmas thing were just... Were just lines for Murica. They actually got them at the uh, the Ghost Festival. And the year-end gift-giving. Hmm. But, but, you know, the uh, Asaibo and Shugen are festivals in Japan. So they don't count here. And at least one is essentially Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Also, who's that Pokemon in Japan was actually Slowpoke? Really? Yeah, that it was... makes more sense. <laughs> Doesn't it? But, you know. Where Who's we... that Pokemon? I don't know. We haven't fucking seen it yet. <laughs> we don't see it until the very last section. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. So, let's move on now. By the way, Island of the Giant Pokemon is one of my favorite of the old episodes. Two of my it's favorite... It is. It's fun. Two of my favorite episodes from the original Kanto run are this one and Ghost of Maiden's Peak, which we'll be covering next week. But first we have to talk about the infamous Beauty and the Beach, the lost episode that did not get dubbed until way into the future, which is why it looks different and the voice actors sound a little different because they've gotten their regular voices by this point. Oh, God. Here we go. Hold on. Let me... Uh, let's talk about this episode. Okay. Uh, this episode is ridiculous. Um, I'm not a huge fan of this episode. Because it's... First of all, it's a dumb episode anyway. It's the yeah. ultimate filler episode. And the objectionable content is... 20 seconds worth of content? If that... Because you said... Because we're, we're, the way that we're watching it, they interspersed it, and there is literally a one-second throwaway segment that was cut. And then, yeah, and then it comes back really quickly, and then it's gone again. So it was, it was extremely Cause stupid. Because it's literally just a second of of, of uh, uh, Ash looking over at where they were and said, "Those guys," and then back to the dubbed episode. <laughs> yes. Like it, it was. It was really weird. It was just a weird fucking episode. All they did was cut out the competition scene with uh, James. That's all they did. That's literally all they did. Yeah. So let's talk about this episode and why. If this is not a good episode, let's just throw that out there. <laughs> this is not a no, good it's... episode. Nobody. I, I think that's a general consensus among all Pokemon fans. So they're in this Porta Vista place. It's a seaside resort town, and immediately they're like. We're going to go swimming. And then Misty's like, hey, wait for me. And Ash is like, oh, wow, you look like a real girl. And he gets a beach ball to the face. So that's at I least funny. A that's funny. I that's at that least funny. funny. Yeah. Uh, Team Rocket's got their Gyarados submarine. And they're like, all these tourists must have money, so let's steal them. And then their submarine <laughs> gets crashed into by Ash, who apparently <laughs> just stole this boat. 
Well, I thought you borrowed it. No, I thought Brock borrowed it. I thought Pikachu borrowed it. I just followed Pikachu. Yeah, I was just like, really, guys? You guys just fucking stole a boat. <laughs> and, of course, they that... They crash into the dock of the guy who owns the boat. <laughs> yep. Some old guy named Mo. By the way, do not get used to Mo. You will never see him again after he rides off into the sunset. Because there is one character you can get used to. <laughs> this episode. Oh yeah, but and well, the, the joke I was going to make is that Mo died on the way back to his home planet. Ah yes, like Poochie. Like yeah. just like Poochie. Poochie's no. dead. <laughs> oh jeez. I can do the crusty laugh because I don't think Katie listens to this show. Hey hey. Wait wait wait. Does Katie not like the crusty laugh? Katie's scared of clowns. Oh yeah, I knew this. Yeah, she I doesn't even sleep. Connell eat me. She doesn't even. Sleep. She doesn't Connell even like Krusty. So, I'm gonna send her Krusty the Clown card. Oh, you're, on her you are. You are that guy. Of you course, are. I am. Okay, yes. So anyway, uh, this guy freaks out because not only did they steal his boat, but they crashed it into his dock. So they're like, "Oh well, we'll help pay for it. We'll just volunteer at your restaurant." I mean, that works. Maybe that works if you don't pay the bill, but yeah. So, of course, Team Rocket washes up on shore, and they are discovered by a woman named Brutella. Now, this is why this episode being lost is actually kind of important, because Brutella comes back in the next episode in a, in a quick gag, and if they did not do that... You would have no idea who she was, and it would make no sense. So, because <sighs> this is what happens when you remove an episode. Kind of, yep. to, to to phrase it up, it's kind of like when Dragon Ball Z forgot that launch existed. Right, Eric? Oh, my God. And that's literally oh what happened. God. They actually forgot that that character existed. So, Dan, because you're going to watch Dragon Ball soon, uh, launch is a character... In the original Dragon Ball series. And in Dragon Ball Z Kai, she doesn't even exist because she existed in one episode that was filler, so they cut it entirely for Kai. Because the writers literally forgot about her and then just never brought her back. So. You know what? I can't even blame the writers sometimes because I feel like Akira Toriyama, do you know the reason why Goten and Trunks don't have tails? Why is that? Because he forgot? He fucking forgot, dude. That's awesome. He's the one who created the series, and he forgot, oh yeah, Saiyans should have tails. That's awesome. So he, he was just like, made it up on the spot, like, oh, well, they were bred after the Super Saiyan, so they were no longer tails, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, okay. that was his, yeah. Nice try, but... He, he just fucking forgot. So, of course... Jesse and James are like, hey, can we work for you? Because we got to repair our sub. So now they're all working at the restaurant, and it turns out they're restaurant rivals. So. Because of course they are. And Brutella's restaurant's kicking some ass right now. So Ash is like, well, pff, I know how to do this. My Pokemon. Pikachu and Squirtle are going to hand out the flyers. Pidgeotto's gonna help out with the cooking so is Charmander. Bulbasaur is gonna help out Misty with the waitressing. And then her re their restaurant grows so Meowth is like well we can't have this. So he freaking gets he blows all the flyers away. Sprays oil on the stove which could have killed people. 
and of course throws banana peels. And just as fast as everybody came to the restaurant, they all leave. And they're like, "What are we going to do?" And then it turns. Team Rocket shows up, and they're like, "Ha ha ha!" And then there's the one second of the other episode of the original episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> Where he's like, those guys. Uh, there was no point in even cutting that. So, in the ori- in the Americanized version of this episode, the Who's That Pokemon is Pidgeotto. Yes. But in, in the Japanese version, it's Brutella. Yeah, they use, they <laughs> make it Brutella, and then they drop a friggin', like, tub on her head. There's an, an- if, if you go to the Bulbapedia yeah, page... And you click on Brutella's profile. There's an animated GIF of ha- what happens. She literally just gets she like she dodges like a couple items. Yeah, like a because... bottle of beer and a and a beach ball, and then a big old thing just on her head. <laughs> because <laughs> because <laughs> they're the people were booing like the the audience for who's that Pokemon boos and throws stuff at her, and then she sticks her tongue out, and then know. something hits her in the head. And that's really funny. But why didn't they keep that? That's hysterical. That's legitimately funny. Ugh. That's hilarious. Freaking America. We get Pidgeotto. Oh, cool. So, of course, most just like, all I want to do is retire and take a world cruise on my boat. And Ash is like, yeah, don't give up on your dreams. And then, of course, for some reason, Professor Oak and Ash's mom are there. Because no. they're on vacation because <laughs> they're banging. Exactly. Thank you. I'm not the only person who had that thought. And Ashley, like, what are you two doing? Come on, man. He's a stupid kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think he's doing? There's hints of that in the Pokemon movie too. Not the uh, the like, Mewtwo movie in the in the Orange Islands movie, the Lu- the Lugia movie. There's hints. Why do you think Professor Oak prefers? Ash over his own grandson. Yeah, there's a reason for this. <laughs> there's a reason for this. Because Gary probably comes from a loving home where both of his parents are alive. Ash, on the other hand, has a single mom. And as we see, she's got some ass. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Ash is like secretly Oak's son. Just like a bastard child oh or something. That would be that would be hysterical. Of course, I prefer you over my grandson. You're my son. I'm like, hey, I thought you were supposed to like your grandkids more. <laughs> so, of course, uh, Brock is the announcer for this beauty pageant, which is hysterical. Oh yeah, as it is. Oh yeah, yeah. We could we do all your things. Or there's a beauty pageant and a costume contest, and they both have a money prize. So if we win either of them. We could take care of everything. Yep. And the whole scene that got cut was because Jesse and James both enter it, and James puts on fake boobs, and they mock Misty for not being as beautiful as James. Some hammer homers. Those things are massive. <laughs> they, they were. They were like, okay. And, and he's he, constantly like, touching them, by the way. <laughs> so one of my absolute favorite dub edits in the uh, the Kangaskhan Kid episode where they find the kid that's, like, living wild among the Kangaskhan, and they're like, remember... They're in the dub, he's like, 
are you people or Pokemon? And Misty, like, gets aggressive and punches him. And then later, when he's like, the, when the dad finds him, like, do you remember me, buddy? She punches him, too. She's like, let's do one memory at a time, old man. And it's like, well, that seems a little aggressive. That's because in the, in the dub, uh, he makes a comment about Misty's chest because he would feed off of, he would feed off of his father's chest. And when his dad comes to see him, he pulls his nipples out. Yeah, that didn't fly for the American audiences, but not the first or last time that'll happen. So, of course, uh, Starmie and Squirtle, which, of course, Brock botches that when it calls it Staryu. They're a UFO and an alien. And Ekans and Coughing are an Amistar. And then Gary Oak literally kicks them off the stage and shows up with all six of his cheerleaders. And Brock just loses his shit. <laughs> He's like, not one, not just, not two, but six. <laughs> but six, yeah, he loves it. And then Brutella's like, I knew you guys were part of Team Rocket. So how about this? Destroy the beauty contest. Everybody will come to my restaurant. And then we'll be, we'll be even. And Jesse's like, oh, destroying things? That's our specialty. <laughs> So, of course, Brock has to separate Ash and Gary, who are squabbling. You know what, Gary? I'll show you. Let's battle. And then here comes the Gyarados submarine, and people are like, oh my god, that's a real Gyarados. And Ash is like, you idiots. That's not. That's freaking Team Rocket. Uh, oh, okay. And then they shoot Rocket. <laughs> they shoot a, that's a, that looks like one of those heat-seeking missiles. Okay, well, here's a good idea. Fry that thing with for, with Charmander and Pidgeotto. Right. And then, for some reason... Gary's confident ass, just like, well, were you going to run now? Like, bitch, everybody should run. It's a fucking, it's a fucking missile. <laughs> that, that's how Gary dies. <laughs> what are you going to do, yeah. shoot that missile at me? And R.I.P. Gary Oak. <laughs> <laughs> I would have used Pidgey, uh, Pidgeotto to, like fucking lift Gary and throw him at the damn missile. There we go. That's how I take care of that shit. Well, Gary's full of hot air, so it would have sicked him out, right? Ha-cha-cha. <laughs> so, I don't think this is how heat-seeking missiles work, that if you fry the missile, it immediately changes course and goes back to its original target. But, you know, anime logic. Actually, that's not even anime That's cartoon logic. That's freaking yeah. Looney Tunes logic right there. If you get a dragon to blow fire on it, I think it would just blow up right then. Correct. Uh, yeah, probably. What I originally thought was going to happen was just, you know, Charizard shoot fire in the air and create heat and then have the missile sort of change course. Follow yeah. Him. Or, yeah, and then have it just crash into the water or something. Or yeah. fry, the, fry the submarine so it changes course and goes after where it came from, but that's not how this works. So, of course, Team Rocket immediately pedals into Brutella's restaurant and everybody's blown up <laughs> and blasts off. And then the old man's like, I'm going on a cruise. And then Ash looks at his mom and is like, I must continue my journey. <laughs> and so, somehow she won the contest. Yeah, his mom has the thing, although it's all written in kanji, so I don't know what it says. She won the contest because fucking Professor Oak rigged the competition, dude. Yeah. He's a professor. He's got money. He can do that shit. Sure can. Can and does. 
freaking Professor Oak, man. So yeah, that's a uh, well, that's a filler episode. Oh, it's this first place in our hearts, Ash Ketchum, is what it says on the. Oh, isn't that sweet? But don't worry, we'll see Brutella one more time in the next episode, and then we'll never see her again. <laughs> uh, yes, that is, of course, uh, that is Beauty and the Beach, the infamous lost episode with, like, three things that needed to be cut. Uh, it doesn't even air in reruns anymore, and I don't think anybody misses it, because, yeah. <sighs> it was just a, it's just a bad episode. It's just, yeah, it's not a, it's not a good episode. There's I'm not even saying it's a bad episode. It's just nothing special. Yeah, it's me. It's a thing that happens. It was an excuse to have them. But you know what? I'm going to say this. They've been through a lot lately. They absolutely deserve that one day on the beach. Let them have That's their true. day on the beach. Even I'm, though they were in slave like, labor half of it. <laughs> true. There was literally memorable about this episode. At least the other What about them hammer hammers, dude? <laughs> James James will that will not be the first last time James wears fake boobs, by the way. <laughs> also, I do love that you can still see his eyes through his hair. Oh yeah. Oh that's that's just an anime thing. <laughs> that was like an uh, early nineties thing. They just in order to tell Olive for you to know that it's a face you had to see the eyes. So they just drew eyes, even though the hair was covering it. I'm like, that's okay. Clearly, I know it's a face. Yes. So the next time we come to you guys, we're going to review Tentacool and Tentacruel. Uh, spoiler alert: This episode contains the Pokemon Tentacool and Tentacruel. Uh, this has a this has a weird mindfuck in it too, if I remember correctly. <laughs> The picture for the episode is rather what the fuckish. Well, it's broken on my end because the website's giving me issues. But and then we're gonna do the Ghost of Maiden's Peak. That is one of my favorite episodes from the original Kanto run. It does deal with the uh, it does deal with the uh, sum- summer festival and everything, which I know isn't really an American thing, but. It's a really fun episode, and it has paranormal stuff in it, and the debut of a ghost Pokemon, which, of course, I freaking love. And it has some legit funny moments in it, too. So, we will, uh, that will be next time, Tentacool and Tentacruel and the Ghost of Maiden's Peak. So, what we are going to do now is plug the PokeCast Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash PokeCast. Where I did fix the issue where nobody could comment, so y'all can comment, have your fun, and everything. And uh, you guys can check out that group. We're going to be doing contests and things in there. Uh, we've got gym teams that we're forming. You guys are going to challenge us. And maybe we can do that under streaming stuff. I can uh, stream straight to the groups now, which is not hard to do, by the way. All I have to do is change where my stream goes on Facebook. So streaming to the groups is really, really easy. And, uh, yeah, we can put some of that stuff on Twitch as well. We can sim some battles and see if you guys can take on some of the trainer's teams that I've come up with. We can do a contest where we can see who can beat who, and then we'll stream the thing. So, 
You know what I always wanted to do in a Pokemon playthrough? I wanted to take Red's team and just go through and see if it's actually viable. Like, oh, yeah. could you actually beat the game with Red's team? I bet you can. It has, I mean, you can. Because he literally has all four starters, Snorlax and an Espeon. Yeah. You can win with that. <laughs> you can easily win with that. But, like, I think you'd be able to go from, like, level five if you go, without over-leveling, right? Just being at level with that team. Yeah. The only, I feel like the only person that you would have a hard time with would be Lance. Or any any of the dragon trainers, really. Oh, just get something that knows an ice move and you're good to go. Ice takes down dragons no matter what the dragon. I feel like a well-balanced team, in my opinion, would be like... Um, Arcanine. Lapras. Raichu. And uh, I don't know what I would do for the rest of the team. Get Fill a... in for type coverage. I would throw a psychic type in there. Right. Like a Mewtwo or something. <laughs> Jesus. See, you always gotta go. <laughs> I mean, if I'm trying to think of like Gen 1, right? Because that's the, the gen that I grew up with. There's every psychic type that you think of is fucking OP. It doesn't matter who I pick. Alakazam. OP. Hypno, Slowbro, Starmie. They're all pretty OP. They all got really high special. But the, the one who has got the highest special, me too. You know what sucks? Jinx is an ice psychic type, which is really valuable. But just look at it. Why would you want it? It brings nightmares. Like, it frightens me. I don't like Jinx or Mr. Mime. I want neither. They're too human-like. I think they're too humanoid for me to actually appreciate them. Which is weird because I love Lucario. Of course. Gotta catch but them like, all, though. You don't gotta catch them all. <laughs> There's a few that you can leave out. Mr. Mime and Jinx being a few of them. Yes, exactly. All right, so that will be next time coming up on the Pokecast. Join the Facebook group. Check out all our cool stuff, including the Nerd Table, the Stupid Sexy Podcast, where Dan and I review every Simpsons episode ever, the Sick Minds of Matt and Eric. What are you guys covering on that show, Eric? Uh, Well, we haven't recorded an episode in a while, and that's just because of our schedules not lining up properly. But once we do get back to normal... We're going to finish off Sword Art Online and then plan. I think we're going to go to bi-weekly or maybe two times a month if the scheduling issues keep happening. That may not be the worst idea. Sometimes it's yeah. easier to do it that way. I've considered doing that with our patron content. Still doing something weekly, but making it something different every week so I don't get burned out on the stuff that we have been doing because we've been doing a lot of the same stuff for a while but it's it's good to vary it up every now and again 
And uh, don't worry, guys. Uh, Eric and I have chatted about this in the past, in like the last week or so. We are going to do some more park hoppers. We've gotten the requests. We've talked about some things. As soon as our schedules line up, we'll shoot another one out for you guys. <clears throat> but that pretty much does it, guys. So that's going to be the wrap-up here to the PokeCast. Next week, Tentacool, Tentacruel, and Ghosties here on the PokeCast. We'll see you next week. See ya.